Today there was a topic on prophets, which is interesting, and just to kind of examine that in the Vedic tradition, we have something called Shakti Avesh Avatars. Let's see what the Shakti Avesh Avatars are. And this is, we, we talked about different t- kinds of prophets tonight. Now the Shakti Avesh Avatars, these are the prophets with a capital P. And we mentioned some, some people and in the Baha'i tradition, they accept Jesus, Muhammad, as these prophets with a capital P. The same concept we find in the Vedas, the Shakti Avesh Avatars. They're of two types, forms of divine absorption, which is called Bhagavad Avesh, and divinely empowered forms, Shakti Avesh. All are Jiva Tattvas. Now, Tattva means truth. Jiva means the individual soul. So the Vedas say there's one supreme being, the supreme God, and there's unlimited, practically innumerable Jivas, or minute particles of God. That's the individual souls, like us. So it's important that the prophets are not God because they occupy a different tattva, a different category of the existence. In one sense, everything is God. But God has a supreme identity. Everything is a part of God. So the prophets are this jiva tattva, mean they're a soul. They're an individual soul. And according to the Vedas, the Shakti Veshavatars, they are a jiva which becomes specifically empowered by the Lord. He is called the Shakti Veshavatar. So when God in- injects his own power into one of the individual souls, that is called the Shakti Veshavatar or prophet or a manifestation. And the, the Baha'i uses this phrase manifestation. So... There's a few in our tradition that won't mean too much to you because you may not be familiar with that, but we have Lord Brahma, that original being, Shiva. Now, you might also be interested here, Lord Buddha. Where is Buddhism in all of this? Well, Buddha is considered one of these Shakti avatars, directly empowered by God. For a particular purpose. And I have a quote here by Srila Prabhupada. We'll just read the top one. Generally, the eternal associates of the Lord in the spiritual sky do not come to the material world. Sometimes they come, however, by the order of the Lord, not to hold any administrative post, but to associate with the Lord in person or to propagate the message of God in human society. Such empowered representatives are called Shaktivesha avatars or incarnations invested with transcendental power of attorney. Now look at that language. Does that harm? Does that ring a bell? So, the idea. Another topic that came up initially that I was asked: Well, are we angels? Are we originally? You know, where have we come from? What are we doing here? What's our connection? The Vedic conception is that originally the soul is pure. That the soul has an eternal loving relationship with God. Now what's happened is, and we see the Bible, the Quran, there was a fall. In the Vedas, it's that we have innate free will, and somehow or other, we have misused our free will. And so we're in a material realm, which is separate from God, and by developing love of God, we can return to our original home. So originally, 
we have a divine spiritual nature. But what's happening now is we're identifying with our ego, with our mind, and with unfavorable habits, unfavorable qualities which block us from God. Just to show the, man, the comparison with the Baha'i faith here, Jerry can correct us, but I, I just pulled up here, even on Wikipedia, not always the most reliable, but I, it seemed pretty, pretty harmonious. The Baha'i concept of the inter, intermediary between God and humanity is expressed in the term manifestation of God. The Baha'is believe in a single imperishable God, the creator of all things, including all the creatures and forces in the universe. And this God has a, a mind, will, and purpose. And at times, in many ways, through a series of divine messengers referred to as manifestation of God. In the second paragraph, the manifestations of God are believed to possess capacities that do not exist in humans. And this difference is not a difference in degree, but a difference in kind. The manifestations of God are not seen to be simply great thinkers or philosophers who have a better understanding than others, but that by their nature they are inherently superior to the average human. Thus, manifestations of God are special beings, having a unique relationship to God as they have been sent by God from the spiritual world as an instrument of divine revelation. They are understood to have existed in the spiritual world prior to their physical birth in this life. Now, this is exactly what we just read about Shaktivesh avatars. That generally, the eternally perfected living beings don't come down, but sometimes they come down to propagate spiritual knowledge. And because they are empowered directly by God, they have the special position being uh, in a, of a different category. Although they are a soul, they're not God. So this becomes important because there's, there's a saying in our culture that a fool, a foolish person accepts a man as God, and God as a man. So unless we understand the difference between the, the, the prophet and God, we can make a mistake. We can mistake the prophet for God. And this is considered a, a, a actual calamity in our spiritual life. So Christians, some Christians claim Jesus is God. He is the Father. But no, when you study what Jesus is saying again and again, He refers over and over, I am the Son. I do not on my own accord, but whatever the Father guides me. Be perfect as your Father is perfect. So He, he again and again makes a distinction. So it's okay to have a clarity on that point that doesn't go against the teachings of Jesus, but rather it allows us to more deeply understand His message and ultimately His call that we should, we need also to follow His path. We need to take our cross to sacrifice, make our own sacrifices. And He says, be perfect even as your Father in Heaven is perfect. So, if we say that Jesus, well, Jesus is God, so He could do it, and we're just hopeless, that is directly opposed to Jesus' message. Jesus is coming to set the example, to show us to how to follow Him. To give up this destructive habits or sin and to achieve love of God which is very possible if we think oh well I'm a sinner I'm hopeless it's never possible that is not that these are not uh, the words of Jesus as we've discussed later on other teachers may come and they may or may not represent the original essence of the founder so in the Vedas 
the, the prophet, the Shakti Veshavatar, the manifestation, is a soul who's sent by God to teach us and to guide us back to that knowledge. Now, I'm going to pause here, and the final slide is the Supreme Being. So this will be a, uh, a prequel. Hopefully next time, maybe we can continue if you all like. I mentioned to Jerry, it might be worthwhile to think, who are we even talking about? What is God? What is the nature of God? What is the description of God? What are we even really focusing on here? So I'll leave it with that, Prabhu Jerry.